on my channel if you're new here welcome hi, back to uh, paranormal things it has been so freaking it's, uh, long since i have sat down four true scary stories in georgia and uh, been able hope to you enjoy my here it is backdrop where i sit on the floor it's paranormal things on keys nice from couch. pittsburgh i feel like i have been such a busy bee recently you guys it has been absolutely crazy so if you stay tuned to this channel or my vlog channel well Actually, my blog channel is nowhere near up to date. Regardless, I'm sure a lot of you have seen that I have not been home in quite a while. So after pretty much sleeping for two days nonstop, because I feel like I'm finally getting a little bit sick this winter. You can kind of hear it in my voice. I feel like... Knock on wood, I hope I'm not. To celebrate Christmas Eve, I thought what better way than to come on here and talk to you all about some of your scariest paranormal Christmas stories. I thought I could read another Reddit story and talk about something like that, but it would be so much more fun to just tell you guys some of our fellow Loey Bugs horror stories. If you guys ever have a story that you'd like me to tell on my channel, then you can scary always shoot stories. me an email this to loeylanestorytime.gmail.com. Uh, Four true and that is scary where Christmas stories. So stories. Listen and pick my carefully, kids. To tell on my channel. Without any further ado, bundle up, put on some hey, she socks, has a nice get a warm cup beginning of hot to... cocoa or coffee or tea, and let's talk about some super creepy Christmas stories. This first story is a little bit short, but comes from Miranda, who says that last Christmas her family was in a bit of a rough patch. Her parents were fighting a lot, she was feeling very conflicted and confused about the whole thing, so she chose to actually leave home during the holiday season and go stay with her sister. So her dad drives her to her sister's house, but when he comes home, he's astonished to find that there is a single gift neatly wrapped under the Christmas tree and apparently he was the only one there and no one else could have just placed it there. Now that's where she leaves it off by simply saying nothing had been wrapped, there was no one home at the time and there was just a single gift wrapped under the tree and to this day it creeps her dad out. What I'm very curious about is what was in the box? Was it just one of the presents laying around? Was it something interesting was it just an empty box she's going to tell the story most of it i'll comment if I was it from santa like... himself i would be very intrigued to know what was in that box and i don't know what happened from there our next story is from megan who quickly prefaces the story by letting us know that she is from a part of northern california supposedly known for their apples every year on december 23rd her grandmother's best friend would throw a party and her grandmother's best friend did not just live in any old house she lived in a house that was over 100 years old it was a victorian house absolutely beautiful but it wasn't just even a super old house, it was once the first hospital in the town. When Megan was younger, her mom would tell her some of the ghost stories of the home, such as a young boy playing ball, running up and down the hallways. Sometimes a woman would be heard crying, and apparently a man could sometimes be heard screaming from the upstairs. And so Megan never wanted to go to that house. Like she absolutely refused to go. It was super creepy, super old, but it was obviously her grandmother's best friend. So she went to the parties at this house, but she would never ever go upstairs. That was like her limit. She did not want to go up there. It was way too creepy. One year in particular, I guess it was last year, she got a little bit brave when her cousin practically begged Megan and her sister to go upstairs because she was just desperate to see what it looked like. So the three of them went upstairs together and when they were up there, they had the craziest <coughs> paranormal experience. 
How Megan describes this is that all of the lights just went off out of nowhere. A cold rush just brushes right past them. Like this big gust of ice cold air rushes past them and then all of the lights come on. Needless to say, all three of them were absolutely freaking terrified because no one was near any light switches. So no one had an opportunity to turn them off. No windows were open, nothing. It seemingly came from nowhere. So they all quickly exited the upstairs and she concludes her email by saying she will never ever go up there again. That is super duper creepy. And I can't imagine having to visit such like a haunted house every single Christmas season. That would be absolutely terrifying. And oh, I wish we could see what it looked like because I'm sure a home that used to be a hospital is very interesting to say the least. This next story is from Bethany and I wanted to read her email to you guys so you can get the full effect here. I promise it's so worth it. She says, hi, hello, her name is Bethany. I'm a 23 year old wife and a mother of two. I live in North Carolina and I binge watch your videos every chance I get. I love you so much, thank you. And this is her creepy Christmas story. At around 3 a.m. on Christmas morning, I woke up hearing our dog barking and footsteps. I remember not wanting to get out of bed in case it was Santa. I was seven years old, so I stayed in bed and fell back asleep. The next morning when I got up, my dad looked confused. He was holding a piece of red cloth in his hands. He asked me if I had given it to my dog, Sandy. I told him no, and we soon got started with the Christmas fun. I honestly hadn't thought about that Christmas until my dad recently brought it up. He explained to me that that night that I woke up, a man dressed as Santa was arrested two houses down from ours trying to kidnap their daughter. When he found out, he went to the police station, which explained why he was late to Granny's party. He told him about the cloth and our dog, and the police investigated our house and told us that someone had picked the lock on the outside door. Needless to say, I miss my dog, Sand, even more. That is such a chilling story, and I cannot even begin to, like... A commercial. They always sneak one in on you understand how scary that would be for her parents like oh my god to know that somebody was literally arrested dressed as santa that's like some like next level horror stuff that reminds me of that awful episode of american horror story from season two where one of the like people in the psych ward used to dress up as santa and do awful things so Sorry, Santa. I'll see you later. Our next story is from a subscriber named Lexington who says that this story happened to her a few Christmases back and it was about two days away from Christmas. Now, Lexington was staying at her best friend who we'll call Amy's house and Amy lived in a pretty secluded part of their area, kind of up in the mountains and relatively far out of the way. You know those areas where it's like your neighbor is at least three miles away from you? That's basically where her friend Amy Amy lived. So she and Amy are having this sleepover and Amy's parents were out at a Christmas party and were not supposed to be back until like one or two. So of course Amy's dad left them some money so that they could order a pizza. So I bet those two girls were stoked having the best time. They had the whole house of themselves. Amy's sister was even out of the house so they had this whole big house of themselves and they ordered that pizza. They turned off all the lights and decided to have a Harry Potter marathon which is the best Christmas tradition. Scaring, I don't care what anybody all the lights were off and they were cozied up ready to watch their movie when suddenly the doorbell rang and they just sort of looked at each other because they had only ordered the pizza like 
10-ish minutes before that. And again, Amy lives in a very like middle of nowhere part of town. So there was no way that the pizza guy had gotten there in that short of time. So they were slowly like tiptoeing towards the door, kind of unsure of who it is. Maybe it's Amy's parents and they forgot something. Maybe it's her sister coming back early. When they finally reached the door, Amy just kind of slowly looks outside of the window, gives Lexington sort of a weird look, and then she opens the door to find a neatly wrapped gift on the front step. Now, Lexington thought maybe it was just a gift from Amy's boyfriend or something like that, but Amy was very, very unsettled, and upon asking what was wrong, according to Amy, we haven't gotten a present from him in five years. And Lexington is like, who are you talking about? But her friend is just beside herself. Amy is like, why now? Why now? Like just so freaked out over this present. So Lexington closes the door, gets Amy into the kitchen, gets her some water, tries to calm her down and get her to start talking. It's amazing because stories. at this point, she just literally some has no are, idea what's are true. The kidnapping trip is a true story. And according to Lexington, Amy then They're begins to tell her soft story on about crime. how for three years and I think straight, they want her that family for business. was receiving gifts from an money. anonymous person. Courts there make would be money. a gift wrapped on the porch every single year, with the first gift being a little chocolate keychain. And the family didn't really know who it was. They didn't know if it was a relative, a neighbor, somebody just leaving a present on their doorstep trying to be cute. But four months later, Amy's baby cousin almost died because he ate a piece of chocolate. He was only four months old, and he was like deathly, deathly allergic to chocolate. And so the whole family was just sort of like floored by this, just very freaked out, very unsettled, didn't really know how to even feel about the situation. Well, the next year, they received a boat keychain on their doorstep. That year, Amy's dad broke his arm in a boating accident. So once again, they were just sort of like, this is getting really weird. And it almost seemed like these weird little gifts that were being left outside correlated with really bad events that were happening throughout the year. So the whole family is kind of just dreading it's what amazing. comes the following Christmas. And sure yeah, enough, the family, they get the guy had to know the family could be a relative, of, this a time close friend, and something exactly revenge. Who knows? Like, we have nothing to worry about. Nobody here what plays baseball. We're fine. Unbelievable. But that year, in the summer, Amy's best friend's little brother was struck in the chest by a baseball and died due to a rupture. And so the whole family was just devastated. So the final year that they received a gift, they actually did not open the present. Amy's father simply threw it away and was like, we're not opening this, absolutely not. But somebody kept leaving a gift on their doorstep. And All the time. they absolutely could not get rid of it. Every single day, Amy's father would throw it away and every single day, another gift would show up. Until Amy was finally like, I have got to open They had to this. be so watching the house. Find it is an exact I hope they were reported the this stuff box. to the police. It was a tiny little keychain, an exact replica of the gift. And upon showing her parents, Amy's parents were just livid. Like, absolutely so mad that she would even open this gift. And she was like, I'm sorry, I'll go throw it away. As she was throwing it into the trash outside, a car spun out of control and hit her. And she doesn't remember much except waking up in an ambulance on the way to the hospital. And she spent two nights there with a concussion and a broken knee. And at that point, her parents were just like, screw this, we're out of here. They basically up and moved to this house seemingly in the middle of nowhere. And it had been like a few years since the last gift. So the entire family thought they were safe, thought this was over, until just then when Amy had checked the front doorstep to find another 
anonymous package. So Lexington is just sitting there absolutely floored, like doesn't even know I'd what be to say at this too. point. How, how does the guy know where they moved to, where they... The depths at which this tiny, insignificant gift actually goes to. And that's when Amy opens the gift. And I can only imagine honey the because terrified at this she's point. allergic to it. But inside of the box is a small jar of honey. Isn't that amazing? Chain. And the thing is that Lexington is deathly allergic to honey. She wanted to scream and jump in her car, but was frozen in place by how terrified she felt. Lexington said she no longer goes to Amy's house and Amy only comes to her house now and that she is absolutely terrified of all honey even more than she already was. She says she doesn't know if Amy was pranking her or not because nothing bad has happened to her yet but all she knows is she is just terrified to see another drinking. That was a really long story and I don't entirely know if that one is true or not but it definitely made for Well we've done that part. Four creepy stories about people and a couple of them i wouldn't doubt were true what i'm going to do is walk around the house with my evp player and we're going to see if we can't record and see if we can't find a uh, ghost hello anybody in the house would like to speak into this evp player it enhances your voice so i can hear you so if you'd like to Try to speak up. I'll hold this for you. You can hear my have an audience. I'd like to hear it. And I would like to hear it. So we'll go down here and walk around in the basement. See what we can find here. We are by my furnace and going around, making around robbing around the um, place here nothing I hear so Let's see what we got over here don't hear nothing nothing any significance so we'll move on so up the stairs, we'll do the bedrooms upstairs. Upstairs we go. Go through the dining area again. The alarm's going off. It's time for me to get up. Turn it off. That was loud. That didn't help. Anybody here? 
walking around. I don't hear anything myself, but we'll see what uh, this has to do with finding a ghost in her voice. Here we go. Let's listen to it. that'll wake you up. Heard a lot of me. Didn't hear like get out or anything like that. I think it's time to declare Mr. Tapas's house clear of him. Must have crossed over or something.
nothing here. So that's a good. So to be wishing all you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year 2020. New decade. I'm glad you like hearing our stories. And if you like keep hearing our stories, please support me. Um, I'll be I'll be still here cranking them out maybe once or twice a week. So a new season will come up after uh, the first of the year. That'd be season two. Make sure I hope that Santa brings you the best toys and the best diamonds and emeralds and rubies and whatever um, is your gift, uh, even if it's just a popsicle house. From your two-year-old, three-year-old. Until we meet again, sleep tight.